All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Always a privilege sitting in for Charlie James. He returns on Tuesday. After New Year's Day, I will be here on New Year's Day, too. So hope you got some big plans for New Year's Eve, or maybe the best thing to do is to stay home and go to bed <laughs> early. I don't know. Depends on your situation. Matthew Causey was talking about this story, and I had read this early this morning. I wasn't sure if I wanted to do it on the air, but I will mention it. A missing North Carolina teenager, as he's been reported, was found in Kentucky Christmas Day. Can you imagine? She was being kept under a hidden trap door inside a guy's home. I'm going to spare you some details, okay, just because I don't like that kind of stuff on the radio. And and same way Matthew did. I'm not going to talk about all the details. But I will tell you that um, here's the important thing for parents. Here's the cautionary tale, all right? She was saved, which is great. His mother had called and said he had a fight with his girlfriend. I guess his mother didn't realize how old she was, okay? But he admitted he'd been communicating with her online before driving to Fayetteville to pick her up from her grandmother's house. He told the girl he was 19, but it turned out he was 34, okay? And he looks like he crawled out from under a rock. I don't know why he would be appealing, but can I just, can I just caution parents? I know it's difficult. I know that. To watch everything they do. I know. But uh, I, I don't, honestly, I don't think kids should have anything, you know, phones in their bedroom at night, certainly not. Computer in their bedroom, no way. Uh, it just, who knows what happened with this. And I know there's software. I know Tara knows much more about this than I do because she's got teenage kids and she and I have talked about this extensively. But there's a lot more that you can do and there are things you can put on their computers that let you know everything they, they're doing. And I, I'm not blaming the family in any way. I'm just, who knows what the situation was. But all I can say is thank God she was saved. And um, I, I don't, you know, ugh, can you even imagine? I can't imagine. I'll get back to the text line in a second. Let me get to the GS Plumbing Talk line. That's 800-905-0989. 800-905-0989. Gene is on the GS Plumbing Talk line. How are you, Gene? Welcome to the Charlie James Show. Heidi, Heidi. I, I'm, can I switch the topic? I thought I was going to engage in a, in a humorous repartee with you regarding monkeys. but uh, I hate considering monkeys. That, considering that you hate them. <laughs> but... <laughs> But the, uh, the news uh, uh, and, and the commentaries you've had over the past, I guess, hour or so uh, has been very sobering on me. It's had a sobering effect. I mean, it's turned me from a, a, a demeanor of, of a humorous demeanor to one of uh, Jeremiah the Weeping oh, Prophet. So, wait a minute. Wait, hold on. I don't want to do that to anybody, Gene, because no, I, no, like you. Doing it. you oh, okay. You're not doing it. Okay. okay. It's, right. No, not you personally. I've I got to tell this to everybody. Not you personally. Okay. No, no, not you personally. It's the information that's come over the air, and we have to recognize the world that we live in, and I, I, yes. I'm, and I love that spirit. Uh, I want to talk about DeWine 
And he's not the only uh, person uh, in, in government that's doing uh, making these sorts of decisions in general, okay? And okay, let, general- let, me, let me let everybody know what we're talking about. Mike DeWine, governor of Ohio, has just vetoed a bill that would prevent trans kids from participating in a sport that, that was not attached to their birth, you know, sex, and also uh, the idea that parents can't, uh, you know, have their kids, uh, have parts taken off their kids, which is terrible. They should That should be banned when you're under 18. Well, Go yeah, ahead. Well, right. Right, and the latter, the latter, is, as far as I'm concerned, is the most grievous and serious aspect of of, uh, of this veto. But you do know that the veto—I don't know if it's been overridden or it will be. I'm not too sure, but anyway, uh, it might be. It can be. Apparently, it might be. We'll see. You don't know yet. But this is you now. My response to this is a general one, and this is where imagine Trump with the uh, the whole coronavirus uh, episode that he was fraudulently seduced into engaging, and I, and I mean that. I'm speaking as one who was a, uh, a career research virologist, number one, okay? Oh. And I want to tell you something, that what, is, what I've seen going on uh, in my career, uh, well, actually, I left my career because I, I, I went, uh, I've lost my vision, but, but certainly uh, not only the last few years, but watching it uh, over this period of time is there has been a loss of honor and integrity within the research disciplines, mm. more specifically in what we call psychology uh, and, uh, and even the motives of those who are involved in the biomedical research fields and, and uh, the clinical applications, those who have authority in these fields. These people cannot be trusted anymore, and it's very, very sad. I mean, I'm sure DeWine uh, um, heard the whole point uh, about the transgender kids. Yeah, he yeah. said he did, Mike Gene. He said he did. He said he listened to both sides and parents, people who regretted it and this and that and the other. But I, I don't think he's getting it. I mean, any governor should say, no, not in my state. You want to take well, him out of state, he, fine. Well, Let's put the politics aside and deal with the science and the, and the real biology here. Uh, and he's not getting it. He's hearing it from somebody who is probably a, a more recognized, higher authority than somebody who's argued against that position who would have been a guy like me working in the laboratory or, or in the clinic dealing with, with families and situations. And, well, well, we got this guy who's the director of such and such a surgical institute, and he says, we need this. Uh, you're just nothing more than a, than a, a day-to-day surgeon. You see my point? Right. So you have to watch out who uh, who who is ranking here uh, in the industry and who's making these decisions. As far as I'm concerned, anybody who buys what's being told uh, to us from modern psychology uh, has be careful what they're telling you. And I lament the fact yeah. that that the uh, that 20 years ago or so that the mainstream academic and clinical psychologists began to tell. Uh, tell Americans that the LGBT uh, uh, mindset and sexual uh, position is normal. How sad. Well, that's what, they, you know, the, our culture is changing so much. And I wanted to go back to something that you said you were talking about, the, you know, the trans situation. Just the other day, you may have seen the story. There was a woman whose skull, okay, just her skull gene was found in Lake Tahoe 53 years ago just her skull and guess what when they found her skull they knew it was a female so these people who think they can take drugs and i know you get this but maybe some i'm going to say it loud for the people in the back row who can't hear it uh some people honestly believe you can change your sex now i can make you a a medical eunuch i can put you on drugs the rest of your life but you're not listen oh i i heard that 20 years ago 
Okay. I heard wow. that 20 years ago from some people who, uh, you know, uh, they were uh, elitist intellectuals. Uh, they, they never touched <laughs> a test tube in their life, etc. And they, how did it go? They believe that if, if you are, if you're, you're, you're a man and you think you're a female, will you sort of convert from XY to XX? And I said, no. <laughs> your, 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 your chromosomes are set in your, your germline, and your germline establishes your somatic, uh, the, the uh, uh, genetic condition of your somatic cells. That doesn't change. They don't care, Gene. They, they, they do understand. not. No, they don't even understand. I got to let you go because I'm up against a break. But thank you for the call. What do you want to say about monkeys real quick? Because you were going to – I well, said I yesterday I hate monkeys. you watch uh, Planet of the Apes and, and don't listen to the character named Darwin because he might get you further <laughs> upset about monkeys. Okay. First of all, I have watched Planet of the Apes, all right, and I did see it. It's not that I would ever hurt a monkey. I would never hurt a monkey. I know that. I, know. I just can't stand them. It's just my personal opinion, but that's okay. <laughs> but I would never hurt one. Well, uh, I, I ought to tell you my story story about working at an institute that used monkeys you might find I, it humorous anyway, i don't want to hear i don't want to hear anything yeah. thank you gene i appreciate that a couple years back i had some people come into the studio uh or i was working at the time and there was a zoo outside of town where they had whatever kinds of animals not a big fancy zoo but just some kind of whatever zoo and they were going to come in studio and i said they better not bring a monkey you could bring a tw- you know 15 foot python i'm good with that do not bring a monkey I didn't tell them not to, but I'm like, they better not bring a monkey. They better not bring a hate monkeys. So they bring this stupid little capuchin monkey, the organ grinder monkey. You know what I'm talking about? Those little organ grinder things. Ugh. Got diapers on it and everything. So this monkey jumps off. They have it on a leash, thank God. Jumps off. I'm not afraid of them. I just don't like them. So it jumps off of the person's um, shoulder and jumps onto my shoulder. It's pulling on my hair. I'm like, get this thing out of here. <laughs> Anyway, funny story about monkeys. I'll get back on track, I promise. I'm Heidi Harris, in for Charlie James, coming right back. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Dun, 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 dun. I know you're trying to trick me, aren't you, Will? See if I'm paying attention with some of these things. They don't write them like that anymore. That's the song, right? Yeah, okay, there you go. Good stuff. Always good stuff. And Will's producing the Charlie James Show. I'm Heidi Harrison for Charlie James. Always a privilege. You know, it's interesting how people get, oh, I don't know, sometimes very jealous of those they see as having a fancy car, a fancy house, a fancy this, a fancy that. And without getting into depressing details, I don't need to do that. Boy, a lot of people have been jumping out of buildings in New York City on what they call Millionaire's Row. I'm not going to get into that either because uh, I don't like to do depressing stories. <laughs> the, the, the politics are depressing enough. <laughs> but so there's a couple from Dover, Massachusetts, who've now been found deceased along with their teenage daughter. Terrible. Looks like a murder-suicide. I'm not, I don't want to bring everybody down but I want to make the point that apparently these people had filed for bankruptcy 
they had a foreclosure notice on their $6.7 million town home in um, Dover, Massachusetts. I don't know anything about these people. I know their names. But the point I'm making is, if you think people have the money that you think they have when you pull up next to them at a stoplight, you'd be kidding yourself. A lot of them are living paycheck to paycheck also. And, or even worse. You know, and there are a lot of Hollywood celebrities like that. They haven't had a hit in 10 years. They haven't had a movie in 10 years, but they're still living large. And imagine how much money they probably owe all kinds of people. But they have this person. You know, it's one thing if you're a normal person. If you're a normal person and times get tough, someone loses their job, you're a two-income family, you can downsize, you can move, and it's no shame. If you're a Hollywood celebrity, I guess you have to put on these, I don't know, put on this... uh, false perception that everything is so great right stay in your house stay in this do this do that put out this big old uh, I don't know throw the parties and it's a big front basically so I think we can all agree that money doesn't make you happy you know Johnny Carson said it best when he said the only problem money solves is a problem of not having money and it's true and I know it's easy to say if you don't have money if times are tough and for so many people they are very very tough I get it but the truth is money is usually not the problem. I mean, money can be a problem for people, but money doesn't automatically make you happy. If you've got a shaky marriage or bratty kids or, and a lot of people, you know, to get that money, they neglect everybody in their family for many years and that's how they wind up divorced or they make, you know, their career, you know, their God. A lot of people do that too. And then they wind up with a disaster at home and that happens very, very often. Unfortunately, so I'm not saying it's everybody. Obviously, there's some people I know who are wealthy who seem to have their lives together. But you know what? There's nobody who has all of their stuff in one sock, as my brother used to say. <laughs> he, he, he learned that in college. They would say, you got your blank in one sock. <laughs> it was kind of funny, actually. No, everybody doesn't. There's nobody has it all together. I don't care how much money you have. And I know some, I don't have a lot of wealthy friends because I don't travel in those circles. But I know some people who have money and some of them have as many issues as, well, they all have as many issues as anybody else. But it can be covered over by money sometimes, at least to a certain extent. Not forever, though. Definitely not forever. So listen to this now. Uh, there's a cyber truck. Have you heard about this, Will? Because you're the tech guy. You're the guru guy when it comes to this stuff, right? It's a Tesla EV cyber truck. I, I am familiar with the cyber truck, yes. It's the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I'm not a big fan, but I'm also just not a big Tesla fan. Now, I will say, um, I don't let me go too far down this rabbit hole. I will say okay. that their chargers are probably, if we're going to go this whole EV route, Tesla yeah. probably makes the best chargers. Um, but yeah. I'm just not a big fan. Yeah. I just think that yeah, there's too much infrastructure, too many, too many things that we haven't done that we need to do to prepare for a whole road full of no. EVs, and we just haven't done any of that. We're not there yet. But apparently there was one in California that was being driven, and it was hit head-on by a Toyota. And apparently the truck did pretty well. The Toyota was completely demolished. And apparently the Toyota driver turned right, turned, driver turned right, struck a dirt patch, and then went back into the road and, and hit the cyber truck. But the cyber truck did just fine. The police report says they don't believe it was being operated autonomously. Okay, I I don't know. 
but this is the ugliest vehicle I've ever seen in my life. Well, and you know, the whole uh, uh, autonomous operation, that leads me to like, who who ends up becoming responsible for an accident? Like, I mean, are you the owner of the property right. then responsible because it was your vehicle, even though you weren't there, you know, which opens you up for a whole nother round of liability. Um, well, here, here's the thing. If you own a car, right, you're not going to send it to the store without you, are you? Well, yeah, and I mean, I guess maybe there's maybe you send your kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you made you made me think about something when you said that. That's possible too. I'm not feeling real good. We'll send the car to take you to school without me. I can't see that, but I think what they would use the autonomous cars for is things like Uber. Uh, things like delivering packages, but I can't imagine a person saying, "No, let's send the car to go pick up my kids from school. I'm not going to bother." I don't. I can't. I, at least I not right now. Yet. I don't. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I. There's a book that I'm reading right now, and actually, it's funny. We were talking about this guy with uh, Tony uh, Dale and Philip Allen. They do uh, weekend programming. And uh, it's called Crystallizing Public Opinion, and it's by Edward Bernays, who is historically considered like the father of public relations and propaganda and all, you know, or he didn't come up with propaganda, but he came up with a lot of ideas about propaganda and how it right. works. And the thing is, I think that you you kind of have to tailor these messages to get people, you know, if you want the public to change their mind on anything, you kind of have to start giving them the arguments about why. And you have to do that early and you have to do that credibly and fast. And if you can't do that, then I just don't see the public quite making those turns as quick as you, you know, as the on high that knows knows all you know as fast as you want them to you know? yeah well propaganda is a big deal ask joseph goebbels by yep. the way there's a great book that you'll probably like that i have on my shelf it's called selling hitler and it's all about that the propaganda that they use to and, sell hitler it's and that's some interesting stuff yeah yeah it is it's fascinating because you're right and there's another great book that's written by a guy i like a lot an author by the name of ryan holiday who used to write for uh, various products and it's the book's called trust me i'm lying and it was all about that kind of stuff. That's a whole other conversation we could have, right? Right, but it's but it's fascinating because it there's is. an art to this. You're mm-hmm. you're selling people on the belief, whatever that belief might be, and uh, yeah, propaganda and trying to convince people that they need this product or that product or that they're you know what what do they do for the time you leave the house in the morning? If I had kids, I would I would have to do a debrief every day because the minute they leave the house. Someone's going to tell them, you're only cool if you drive this, if you wear this, if you drink that, if you eat that, if you listen to this. If, you're, if you don't do that, those things, you're not cool. Yeah, and and That's I mean, a constant you know, attack on all of us. Well, and, you know, and, and to the reverse side of that, I mean, it could even be done with something positive like, you know, stay on the sidewalks. Don't don't walk in the street. Um, and, yeah, I mean, but it's it's very much it's. It's such a crazy thing, um, just the way that I guess the whole group psychology ends up working. Um, oh, what do they call it? The mass mass formation psychosis. I mean, that's we saw that the last couple of years. That's another topic. We'll get to that later on in the show. I'm Heidi Harris in for Charlie James. Coming right back. Good afternoon. Always a privilege sitting in for the great Charlie James. Charlie returns on Tuesday. You follow me, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Heidi Harris Show, and Rumble, too. Heidi Harris Show, Heidi Harris Show, Heidi Harris Show. 
and I post a lot of stuff up there, so you can check it out. Common Sense Retirement Planning text line, always open, 71307, 71307. I want to go back to something I said a few minutes ago. I was talking about Mike DeWine in Ohio vetoing something that would, you know, prevent parents from turning their children into medical eunuchs. And, I mean... It's barbaric what they do with kids. And and you'll never hear me, if you've heard me before, you know, I don't ever make fun of trans people. I would never do that. Um, but what I do see is I see children having perfectly healthy parts cut off and then finding out that's really not the source of your unhappiness. I actually know uh, a child I've known since she was born who has been going through that. And I'm just kind of seeing it from a distance now. But the she's more angry than she was before she started this now and the things she posts online and she was a beautiful girl and now it breaks my heart i said to keep her in prayer I, I'm, I'm heartbroken because her problem isn't this i can promise you that i've known her since she was born okay but there was a story that came out this last week about a woman 25 years old who was identified her skull just her i love forensic stuff okay so bear with me i love the true crime stuff and don't lie you do too the true crime stuff and, and it's not the the uh you know the graphic stuff i'm not talking about that but i've always loved criminal psychology used to read a ton about it true crime all that kind of stuff um, fascinated but this woman was 25 years old she was a nurse and was last seen in the south lake tahoe area in 1970. all right she was spotted with a young blonde man and that was it she that was the last time she was ever seen Fifteen years later, the sheriff's office made a potential breakthrough. They uncovered a skull, a skull, off Highway 20 near Interstate 80. No other evidence was found. Okay. But here's the thing. They knew by looking at the skull, they know by looking at the skull, that you're a female. I remember reading, uh, I'm kind of fascinated by these missing persons websites. I'm not going to lie to you. I just, I'm interested because you'd be shocked to know how many people are actually missing or how many unidentified people pop up and no one knows who they are. It's frightening how many people are in that situation. And I was reading one of those for some reason one time, and it was out of California. Of course, this is before it was really, it's always, always been politically correct, but this is a couple of years back, and they were talking about how they found a man uh, and he was a, a male skeleton and he this and that and they described the clothes he was wearing and he was wearing male clothes and also female clothes so they just described the clothes there was no judgment made I'm not making a judgment here but they just described what he was wearing like sort of like a dress and something else and and male a man's pants but but the point is regardless of what clothes this person had on they knew this was a male by the skeleton. They could tell by your pelvis and other things too. But, the, you know, you're not going to become a man. And because, you know, if you're a woman and then this, this girl that I know was trying to turn into a, and now she looks more like her dad than she's always looked like her father. But now she looks much more like a male version of her father with facial hair. This was a beautiful girl. And I, I'm just... I'm heartbroken because it's not making her happy. Based on her post, she's just angry and and defiant and kind of always has been a little bit, but this is not fixing it. Adding male hormones isn't fixing it. 
you know. So I, it's just heartbreaking to me that anybody would give in to their child on this. If I were a parent, I would say to my child, look, I would do everything I could to steer them into just being the person they were born, you know, whatever, the sex they were born. But if they really got somehow mixed up with this nonsense online, a lot of this really accelerated during COVID. People got online and they found these quote unquote communities where they had quote unquote acceptance by certain people if they did this and that. Of course, the minute they decide not to continue with the hormones and detransition as they call it, then they're totally thrown out of the community. So much for the community, huh? The tolerant community, the tolerant accepting community only tolerates you and accepts you as long as you're doing what they want you to do, right? So. It's just so sad and it doesn't make anybody happier. That's the biggest problem. It doesn't make anybody happier. So if I had a child who somehow got sucked into this world, I would just say to my kid, I love you and I'm never gonna call you anything other than what you were born. And if you choose to do anything, and this would really make a difference in a lot of ways, I think to a lot of kids, you're not gonna do that while you're living here. You're not going to have a part cut off or had a part, have a part added, or anything else, or take puberty blockers, or anything else, while you're here, in my home, under my roof, when I'm paying for your food, or your rent, or anything else, I'm not going to do it. And that would change a lot of people. But there was a court case, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but a couple years ago, there was a court case, and I have it in front of me, but I, I talked about it numerous times on the air at the time. And there was a girl who was 16, and she wanted to transition, quote unquote, which you don't transition, you just destroy yourself. You, you basically destroy yourself, you ruin your body. You put things in that screw it up. I mean, these puberty blockers, a lot of the ones they give you are given to men for prostate cancer. Oh yeah, let's give it to my 10 year old. Sounds like a great idea. Off market much? No, no, it's not off label. It's, remember how we heard about ivermectin? Oh, you can't use that, it's horse dewormer. It would be off label to use it for COVID, not really. And by the way, lots of drugs are used off-label. And so we just use this drug that's designed for puberty blocking and we'll give 10-year-old kids. Terrible, terrible stuff. But, you know, it, this girl was 16 years old and she somehow decided she wanted to be a boy. And her parents said, listen, we love you. Um, we would like to take you to some counseling and try to work this out. You know, they weren't trying to throw her out the door. We, we'd like to help you, da-da-da-da-da, but we want to just, can we talk about this first? And ultimately, this girl, I'm giving you the short version of it, uh, went to a counselor or somebody, somebody who affirmed her, right, told her, oh, yeah, well, yeah, you need to get away from your parents. So making a long story short, she went to court and a judge took this child, 16 years old, away from her parents and gave her to the custody of her grandparents who promised to affirm her and let her do what she wanted to do. So what's going to happen in 10 years when she realizes she's not going to be able to have kids and not be able to have an intimate relationship at all because she's so screwed up on the hormones uh, and then she regrets it all. Do you understand also another aspect of this that nobody discusses? This is why it's such a popular thing with the Planned Parenthood. They're the second largest provider of these drugs. Did you know that? Yeah, they can't get you pregnant and you have an abortion. They'll give you these puberty blocking drugs. When you try to do this to a child... It's not like you can just, you know, have a 10 year old boy and say, okay, we're going to give you uh, estrogen for three or four years and you're going to be a girl. I know your name is Evan, but now you'll be Ava and you'll be happy. doesn't work that way. Once somebody starts this, you have a medical patient for life. And that's another reason they want this to happen. These people make money off turning your kid into a medical eunuch 
forever and they want you to pay the bill and some of these drugs are super expensive so the idea that governor dewine vetoed this i mean it, and that's what always happens it's odd how you want to have your freedom to make your own decisions but somehow my wallet's always involved right these things should be no-brainers i mean there's some things that are difficult topics in the world this should be a no-brainer you're 18 you're living on your own do whatever you want to cut a part off add a part go ahead see how it goes when you're in my home you're under 18 i'm not letting you do that i'm gonna kill myself really i'll give you some stats on that coming up i'm heidi harris in for charlie james Always a thrill sitting in for the great Charlie James. Charlie returns on Tuesday. I'll be here on Monday with you also. Heidi Hair Show, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Check it out and Rumble also. Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is always open. 71307-71307. Let's get back to the text line real quick. Hello, Heidi. If we evolved from monkeys, why are there still monkeys? Right, because we didn't. Um, Heidi, late Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. How about the flying monkeys and the Wizard of Oz? Hate those two. <laughs> it's not that I'm afraid of them. I just don't like them. I go to the zoo with my mom. She wants to go by the gorilla. I don't. I'm going to go to the reptile house. I'll see you later, mom. Ugh. I just think they're gross. I don't mind like the lemurs. The little ones are cute. The little the little ones, yeah. But no, not the, no, not the chim. Ugh. Just my opinion, okay? I wouldn't hurt one. I don't want them used for animal testing. I'm not saying I want to be mean to them. I just don't like them. And I've been to places like Gibraltar where they're running around and they'll be mean now, like in india they attack people well how are they why do they put up with this nonsense you know they have like roving bands of monkeys just attacking people anyway <laughs> let's see uh texture it's obvious we were talking about this family who just had a tragic thing in uh, delaware i guess it was massachusetts it's obvious most people are not financially educated mike tyson made millions bankrupt most people don't live most, most with money don't live large. If you spend it all, then you have a lot of stuff and no wealth. That's true. Uh, let's see. Texture, we were talking about that ugly car that they now have from, from uh, Tesla. The DeLorean was ugly, but now it's an automotive icon. The Cybertruck will be the same. Really? Really? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I remember the first DeLorean I ever saw. I'm going to embarrass myself here. Okay, guys. I was working at a hostess, as a hostess at a restaurant. And this guy walked in, and he was a very large casino owner. Nice guy, too. He walks in, and he's got this Delor parks of DeLorean in the parking lot, walks in the store, says hello to everybody. And now, I did not know that DeLoreans are not painted, okay? <laughs> don't Just don't make fun of me, all right? So he pulls in with a DeLorean. I look at it, and I call my friend later. I go, well, so-and-so came into the restaurant. He had this DeLorean. Boy, did it need a paint job she started laughing okay make fun of me that's all right i don't mind throwing myself out there it's okay i'll be embarrassed i'll be embarrassed about it all right so let's go back real quickly i was talking about this transgender issue because republican governor mike dewine has now vetoed this bill that would prevent children from doing this under the age of 18. now they did a study a few years back in sweden that showed transgender individuals undergoing gender affirmation surgery so they're getting what they want are 19 times at greater risk for dying by suicide than the general population okay so i could sit here and give you statistics all day the point is 
I don't want people to be turned into medical eunuchs. It doesn't make them happier anyway. That's the whole point. You succumb to the situation. You tell, okay, honey, if that's what you want. Yeah, but <laughs> that's not like buying a kid an ice cream cone. They're going to do permanent damage to themselves before they're old enough to get married, to vote, to sometimes even to drive a car. You're, you're 16. You could eat chocolate cake for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I would have. When I was 16, you know, stay out late, sleep till noon. That's what I wanted to do. I mean, they're not able to make these decisions. That's why it's illegal to do things like get tattoos under the age of 18. But we want to chop your body parts off. That doesn't sound wrong to anybody. So I'm not hating on anyone as far as this goes. It's transgender. I'm not hating on you. I care more about you than the so-called community, and I'm using air quotes here, that you belong to because they'll turn on you the minute you change your mind. I care about you. I don't want to see you miserable. And I don't think that's your problem. There's also been a lot of research that shows that the people who do tend to commit suicide have what they call ACE, adverse childhood experiences, all kinds of other problems, trauma, not related to what sex you were when you were born. And that's what's not being addressed because you go to these counselors and they affirm you without ever really getting to the heart of what's really wrong with you. Well, we can't do that because that doesn't fit the agenda. That's where we are now, unfortunately. Crazy. I'm Heidi Harris, in for Charlie James, coming right back. Final hour of the Charlie James Show. Plan, common sense retirement planning text line open, 71307. I'll get right back to it. See you in a minute. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.